What's up, y'all? It's P. Dangerous back again with another edition of Dangerous Sports Talk. It's the first episode of February, and it's a lot of shit to cover. But before we even get into that, please follow me, B. Dangerous, on Instagram and Twitter at TheBDangerous. Also, follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the Facebook page, and the podcast on Spotify, wherever podcasts are available. Okay, I wrote my notes kind of janky this week, but we're going to get into it. Okay, so I meant to cover this in the last episode, but I was so fucking anxious to get my damn point across in my show out. We're talking about Leno Call and all that other bullshit that I forgot to mention. That Candace Parker did the unthinkable, and she joined the Las Vegas Aces. People thought that she would have resigned with Chicago, like I was, like I thought she was. Hell. The way things are imploding in L.A., I half expected her to go back there. But, no, 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 no. These ladies, Miss Asia Wilson and Candace Parker, decide to team up. And, of course, people are always going to put the super team over everybody because we all know that when super teams are formed in any sport, automatically... You will quote unquote win the championship. But that's not always the case. If the team makes it through a year, they'll make it to the finals. But then when it's time to win, the team does not gel the way that you would think they they are supposed to gel. And sometimes it'd be like that. I've seen it in football, I've seen it in basketball, I've seen it in a lot of different sports. But we'll just have to wait and see what happens because the WNBA season starts in a couple of months or so. And this gives me a reason to go to Vegas besides seeing my cousin. Going to see the fine-ass Las Vegas Aces. So, yes. I absolutely support it. Ugh. And I was pissed. At the end of my show, I'm like, I know I missed something. I literally know I missed something. Then I look at my notes, I'm like, Fuck. I forgot to talk about this. So now it's out. We're good on that. And the Super Bowl is literally next week. And I know I'm going to have to save some money so I can have my own Super Bowl party because I'm not going anywhere for real, for real. And we have two black quarterbacks for the first time in Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. And that fact alone in Black History Month makes the Super Bowl a little extra special. Because, of course, we're used to seeing great white quarterbacks battle it out in the Super Bowl. But when you see your people shine on one of the biggest stages in sports, you can't help but to feel proud of it. Hell, even when the Tampa Bay Buccaneers won their Super Bowl, that was a black coaching staff that helped them, helped them get there. And I was proud of that. Doug Williams, the first black quarterback to go to the Super Bowl. Tony Dungy being the first black coach to win a Super Bowl. Like, different things like that always make things a little bit better in the Super Bowl to me. Who do I think is going to win? That's a little hard to say. Because Patrick Mahomes has shown himself worthy of making shit happen in crunch time. And Jalen Hurts has went through a lot of shit to get to where he is now. 
I've been watching this boy since he was in school. And he's a product of the Nick Saban. So even though Jalen Hurts is inexperienced in Super Bowls, you can't count him out. Because he's been in big game situations like this. And (laughs) to see him there with the Eagles defense, then you have the Chiefs defense. Like, you can't sleep on their offense and or defense because both of them will make shit happen. Oh, God. Um, As far as who do I think is going to win, I think that Patrick Mahomes got it. That's just me. I'm going to go out on a limb and say the Chiefs are definitely going to win the Super Bowl. And if I am wrong, you know damn well I will come on here first and let y'all know, hey, B. Dangerous was wrong. Congratulations to the Eagles. Hell, I was shocked when the Eagles won the last championship. Their last championship. I did not. That's something that I did not expect, especially with with ah, especially with that being one of Tom Brady's Super Bowls. I didn't see the Eagles winning that, but hey, that's a completely another story for another day. Uh, let's see. Oh, in the Royal Rumble ratings. That show was the best Royal Rumble in years because everybody wanted to see what Triple H was going to do in this Royal Rumble. And like I said in the last show, I had higher hopes and expectations for the Rumble overall. It could have had more surprises. It could have been just a little bit better than what it was. And that's on the men's and women's. But... Both had action. Both of them had cool spots in the matches. So it's like, I can't completely shit all over it. Because it had its high points. And it had its low points. The low points kind of overruled the positive at this point. But you didn't mind who won. You don't mind Rhea Ripley winning winning the Women's World Rumble. Just like you do... You don't mind Cody winning the Royal Rumble because that was a long time coming in itself. So, uh, like, it was a good Rumble. I wanted to watch Raw XXX. Like, I didn't get a chance to watch it. And I didn't get a chance to watch SmackDown either, so I'm going to have to watch all of that soon enough. But anyway... The Elimination Chamber is coming up, I think, the week after the week after next. And that's the this is the pay-per-view that bridges the gap between the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. So I don't have any choice but to watch that when it when that comes on. Cause with WrestleMania season literally around the corner, shit is gonna get tighter and tighter and tighter by the day. So You never know what can happen because even though things are set in stone right now, the cards are subjected to change. And you really can't get too excited and look too forward to certain things because things can literally change on the fly and you don't know why. You know what I mean? So we'll just have to wait and see what happens at Elimination Chamber and see how the cookie crumbles there. Oh... And we also have to talk about this as well. 
The Lakers do what they do best. They lose to the fucking Pelicans after dropping a lead. And who will be the person to take their hearts out? The man that they traded away to get glass ass AD. Him, Josh Harden, I think another a first round draft pick, something like that. Brandon Ingram. And I said good fucking riddance. Because when you constantly make the same mistakes over and over again, you get a lead. I don't flinch. Because that lead can easily go the fuck down. If the team in question actually pushes back. And lets you know, you getting too damn cocky, I'm going to snatch this win up real quick. Because you dominate the first half. But then you let the Pelicans come back and shit on your face. And I don't even know how many points he had. But this segues into him being 36 points away from the all-time scoring record. And do I give a fuck about this other personal record? When it doesn't benefit the team in one bit? Absolutely fucking not. Because I already know what's going to happen. He is very predictable, first of all. So he is going to expect the world to stop spinning on his axis altogether. So he can get his props and congratulations just to be dubbed the greatest of all time. But people always dangle his little pretty stats in your face and hope that you will cower. And hope that you will call him the greatest of all time. And LeBron fans hate that I stand in all my shit. And they hate that I will put Michael and Kobe over Lehim. Just because you dangle them stats in my face doesn't mean I'm going to be like, oh my God, he's the best. No, 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 no. Overall, you can put up all the nice little stats that you want to. You can prop up your all-time leading score plaque. You can do all of that shit. But overall... Your selfishness and wait, 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 what's the word I'm looking for? Pretty much your killer instinct and your will to win is nowhere near as strong as your desire to break personal records. And that's just what it's been. Yeah, LeBron is great, but look at his stats. He's better than Jordan. He's better than that. Michael sacrificed his ability to get all the stats that he wanted to because he easily could have. Michael could have did all of that and then some if he really wanted to. But the desire to win was always greater than him breaking personal records, this, that, doing all this shit. He says, okay, yeah, personal records are all good and all gravy, but my team has to win before any fucking thing. So what did he do his entire tenure with the Bulls, just in case someone tries to throw the Wizards in there? He won. No one expected him to win on the Wizards, remember? But still, that personal record does absolutely, positively nothing for Be Dangerous at all. So those who are going to try to pop ass in my face and tell me to give him congratulations, nah, 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 nah. Not gonna do that. Because you can break Kareem's record if you want to. 
What is your team going to do in the long run? Besides sit their asses at home for another playoff season. I'm going to leave it right there on that note. Let's see. Then, I also got to segue into this. <laughs> People expected Kyrie Irving to go to the Lakers. Usually when shit like this happens, I don't react to it. Because usually the player in question will go to a completely different team. That nobody expected them to go. And that's exactly what happened again. Because Kyrie Irving signed with the Dallas Mavericks. I'm sorry, got traded to the Dallas Mavericks from Brooklyn. Now, Luka has to deal with his shit. And of course, I see the usual predictable shit about how Laker fans wanted this, Laker fans wanted that. B don't beg on bloody knees for nobody. And most of y'all should know this. I don't beg for for players to come to my team. I don't campaign for motherfuckers to come to the team. Nor will I be heartbroken over something that wasn't going to fucking happen in the first place. Kyrie made his decision to go to Dallas. Okay, no problem. Do you. But you can only do so so much business if someone is willing to do it with you. Because apparently he turned down the Lakers deal. Uh, He turned down the Phoenix deal. He turned down the fucking Clippers deal. Okay, no problem. Then after this decision was made, there was a tweet coming out saying, maybe it's just me. What was your first fucking clue? It's always been you. And according to his fans... We were the ones who were supposed to be on our knees bowing him and thanking him for saving the Lakers. When all he did was save his personal stats and not the Lakers. But players are clamoring to play with him, remember? But Kyrie was the first one to get the fuck away from him, remember? Like, when he said he wanted to run it back, I'm like, why the fuck would Kyrie want to run the same bullshit back when he knows that you have not changed but your ass is on a different team? Like, he left Cleveland for to go to Boston for a fucking reason. And yeah, yeah, it was definitely you. It's not a maybe. It's a definite, yeah, it's you. So you can't even be mad about that. And I'm glad that nobody has come to the rescue of his ass. Deal with the motherfuckers that you're getting. Because Rob and Jeannie are doing them. And he can try to be the GM if he wants to. But no, you run nothing but your body up and down the fucking court. Break the record, then shut down for the year because we already know. The second you break that record is the minute injuries are going to pile up. And how you're going to say you're tired, you're going to sit out, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And this absolutely surprises me none. Because like I keep saying, I know Lahim better than what y'all think I do. And after he breaks the record, he's going to stop fucking trying. The Lakers ain't going to go nowhere. Hell, they're going to blow more leads out of their assholes. And keep doing what they've been doing for the last four years. Which has been not making the playoffs. Getting eliminated in the first round. 
or winning a bubble ring. So, yes, Kyrie is in Dallas. And I feel absolutely nothing at this point. So, the Laker fans that you're talking about, those are the twat fans. That's what y'all need to get right. Never, ever lump in his fan base with Laker fans because guess what? They made it clear from the beginning that they are here for their man. They don't give a fuck about the Lakers, but expect us to give a fuck about him and care about him. If we don't get the same respect in return, then fuck your feelings. Fuck your entire feelings. And it's always been like that. People were, I'm sure people were waiting for me to change my tune and become a fan of his. And I can only imagine how many people fucking screenshotted every post that I made about him. But we're devastated to learn that nothing has changed on my end whatsoever. So the more you complain about me being a hater, the more I'm going to rep and the more I'm going to do it just for you. So trust and believe you can't insult my ass because I embrace everything of what I am. Point blank period. Also, I watched something unexpected yesterday because I totally forgot this was on. The Pro Bowl games. I didn't even get a chance to watch as much as I would have liked to because I didn't even know it was on. So I watched the, damn, what is it? Oh, the Move the Chains, the Move the Chains um event. I watched that, and it was actually pretty cool. I'm like, it was giving me very NFL street vibes because they played um flag football, and the guys were just having fun, doing this, doing that. Oh God, what else? Like it was a fun event. Like it give it gave me shades. Of the NBA All-Star Game. And to see that in different sports is cool. Because the NHL um, All-Star Game just passed up. And I didn't watch that. But I got the um, results the, from the other day. But the Pro Bowl game seemed to be like a pretty cool event. And I liked it a lot. Now I just have to wait another year and change for it to come on again. So I can actually watch the entire thing. And the NFC won. That I know. Because I thought the AFC was going to win the entire thing but with the um flag football game at the end the nfc came back they got some touchdowns they definitely won now it's just a matter of waiting for the super bowl because we all know that is the coupe de gras of the season so it's a matter of waiting because this season flew by pretty fucking fast Like, it just seemed like the NFL season just started. But you look up, oh, shit, it's February. So, it's a matter of just waiting for the game, getting your party ready. And I'm like, ugh. I don't really go to Super Bowl parties like I used to because the people that I would have Super Bowl parties with are no longer here. So, now that I have my TV here, I got my little setup in here. I can order food and do what the fuck I want to do here. Hell, I could watch the game naked eating wings if I wanted to. But, hey, I'm not going to go that far. I'm not going to go that far. I'm just going to sit back. I'm going to watch. I'm going to enjoy the game in the comfort of my own home. Maybe invite invite some friends over. I don't fucking know. But I'm ready for the Super Bowl. 
point point blank period. And on that note, I'm going to get my ass out of here. I've been waiting to do a show and I'm like, okay, I don't want to wait too late in the week to do this. So let me just do it on a Monday so I can get all my thoughts and my feelings out before this season season before this week begins, because I don't know what this week is going to bring. And I know I'm going to have a lot of shit to talk about in the next show. But anyway, thank you guys so much for your constant love and support of Dangerous Sports Talk. And for me, Be Dangerous, your your love and your appreciation for me and the show always means more to me than what you guys think. So I thank you guys so much for that always, all the time. Also, please follow the Be Dangerous on Instagram and Twitter. And follow Dangerous Sports Talk, the Facebook page. And the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, whatever podcasts are available. And on that note, I'm going to get my ass out of here. Peace.